0: Gav.
1: Welcome, everybody. This is How to English Teach and
0: Learn with Gavin M. It's a podcast about teaching and learning English as a foreign language.
1: All opinions stated are personal and references will be given when necessary.
0: How do you want to start?
1: M, I'd like to start by making a mistake. No, we're going to talk about mistakes.
0: But you did just make a mistake. Maybe Ah,
1: I did.
0: Was that a deliberate mistake? What was the mistake? You said you wanted to make a mistake and then you said you wanted to talk about mistakes. So you made a mistake by saying you wanted to...
1: Make a mistake.
0: Make a mistake.
1: Episode 13, mistakes.
0: I'm confused.
1: But I'm not sure this is the final title, Em. Did you want to call it mistakes by country, by nationality, by region? What did you have in mind?
0: Maybe... Oh, well, now I don't know. Um, mixed mistakes. Like pick and mix. Because that's what we're going to do today, aren't we? We're going to select a few different mistakes from different countries.
1: We are. Why
0: well, can we call it mistake pick and mix?
1: What does pick and mix mean, Em?
0: You know, like you go to the sweet shop and you don't want all the same sweets. You don't want just the foam yellow bananas. You want the sherbet fizzes. Lollipops red licorice shoelaces.
1: Cough sweets.
0: What? <laughs> Cough sweets. Yeah they're lovely. Ugh. Okay well anyway everybody's different Gav and you might want to just a few things from different places.
1: And we haven't got that much time so we're gonna have to just choose some errors we might find from our different students from all over the world.
0: Mistake pick a mix it is.
1: And the errors that we will cover today will come from the following languages. Are you ready?
0: I'm ready, Gav.
1: Dutch, French, German, Arabic, Spanish, Japanese.
0: And these are not, of course, all mistakes from all these languages and they're definitely not exclusive to each language. I think you can also find other languages have similar mistakes. So, these are just a few examples that come to mind and are very common.
1: It's a general guide. And Em, I know you say it came to mind. In actual fact, Em, I was scouring the net as usual and came across an article written by Ruby Davies at cambridge.org ELT website.
0: Well, okay, they came to Ruby's mind, not mine.
1: And this article is based on the Cambridge exam papers. Analysts were able to list some of the common errors by international students by country, Em.
0: How did they do that, Gav?
1: Em, they created a corpus.
0: Oh, what's that, Gav?
1: That's a big collection of words in a database. Wow. And I'll put a link to the study in our show notes. Should we have a look at some of the results, Em?
0: Without further ado, yes, let's get into this.
1: Well, I've taken some of those common errors by the international students and I've divided them into these beautiful handcrafted cards. Should we start with the first one, Em?
0: They are very beautiful, Gav, and they're all different colours. I like the colours. That's nice. How about we take turns to pick a card and read an error to the other person? That will be me. And that person has to then... Correct the error, as you would in a classroom, and maybe we can discuss how to deal with it if it keeps happening. What a nice
1: suggestion, M. Let me go first. This one is Dutch. I'm having a quick scan of the Dutch card. These are typical mistakes. I can see there are some spelling mistakes, preposition errors, make do. Oh, make and do. That's a good topic. I'm going to read this example sentence to you M. imagine I'm your student. Yep. How would you respond if in our conversation or during the writing exercise you see this sentence? I think that it is easier to make exercises in a group than to make them alone.
0: Make exercises, Gav?
1: Make exercises. Mm. I often do that. I, I like making exercises with my friends. And I don't really like making exercises on my own, Teacher M.
0: Well, we don't make exercise in English. It's a different verb.
1: Is it to have exercises?
0: No. Teacher M. No, it isn't. One more try.
1: Hmm. Let me rack my brains.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> a high-level word. That's
1: where, where, how did you learn that word? I was watching a TV programme. They were talking about racking brains. Yeah. Um, in that case... I think it is to do exercise.
0: Yes it is. So what was your sentence again with do please?
1: I think that it's easier to do exercises in a group than to do them alone.
0: Okay, and why is that Gav?
1: Because make oh because doing exercises in a group is more fun, interactive, you can compare yourself, you can compete against other players. And see who's the best.
0: You like a competitive situation. I do. Right. So, shall we just analyse that a little bit, Gav? So, I think the first time I highlighted your mistake, you didn't really acknowledge it. It wasn't there. You didn't think there was anything wrong with...
1: I didn't notice it. You You were stressing to me that it was wrong, but I didn't really notice it.
0: No. So, then you just repeated the same sentence with the mistake, which...
1: I think that's what you wanted me to do.
0: Well, it wasn't, but... I'm not sure if that's a good tactic. So maybe I wouldn't have said, just make exercise. I would have said, no, that's not right. We don't make it and gone on to the next part and said, make exercise isn't correct. So I liked how
1: you elicited from me what the verb should be after you told me that make was incorrect.
0: It's risky though, because you said it wrong the second time. So then I, I find that a panic situation of oh no they're not going to get it right and they're just going to say lots of different words that aren't right so three tries and then you're out kind of thing if you don't get it after the third time or the second time just give them the word
1: so you have to guess if your students are at a loss then you just think right there's no chance of them guessing it Mm. they're digging deeper and deeper into this whole abyss (laughs) Of not understanding what to do.
0: Yeah, but I think if you've covered it in a lesson before or you you are pretty confident they know but they've just slipped up, I would definitely just say, "Mm? hmm, you sure it's make? And then hope they can get it right. So definitely let them try first before you tell them. And then I think it's really important to keep going with the question to practice and set that new word in place. So that's why I said why is it better to do exercise? I don't know if I said that, actually. I think I said, why is that? I should have said, why is it better to do exercise? Well, it's good
1: because you were testing me then. Yeah, okay. To make sure that I did remember. And I absolutely agree with you. Repetition is really, really important. Also, maybe on top of that, just briefly, you could ask the students what other things they do. So do you do yoga? Do boxing? Do free weights? In mm. the gym, mm. and then maybe they'll see a little pattern. There's lots of things that you do that are connected with exercise, sports activities, etc.
0: Yeah, that's all good. So it's my turn. Take a card. I've got French here, and I'm looking down the list of French errors. Actually, there's also a make, but this time a go error. I'm not going to go there. I'm, I'm not going to choose that one. Um, so, Gav, this time I'm the student. Imagine we're talking about weather, and I'm saying today is very nice, the weather is good, not many clouds, so tomorrow can be hot. Can be hot? Yes, can be hot.
1: Are you sure? 100%? Did you see the forecast?
0: No, but I think it can be hot.
1: M, that sounds more like probability, like it's possible. That tomorrow will be hot.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
1: In this case, use the modal verb, can, in the past. Do you remember what's the past for can? Could. Hmm.
0: It could be hot tomorrow.
1: That's a great sentence. You can also use may or might.
0: Ah, okay. I'll remember that. So, can we come back to our teacher mode?
1: Okay. Pop the bubble. Back in the room.
0: I think you would have to definitely have a grammar lesson to teach this, unless you've already taught it previously. I think you'd have to go into a lot more detail with this and get into the difference between ability and possibility and speculation. That's
1: a lot, m, especially if it's a lower-level student. Yeah. I wonder if there's a shortcut where you could just say, for future possibilities, let's use could, may, might. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe, um, we can talk about it could rain.
0: Yeah, more examples.
1: It could be very cold. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, it'll be nice. Yeah. I think we could go on to a lesson all about weather. Or probably more interesting is to... Find out what your student's planning to do tomorrow, if it is sunny.
0: Then you could do conditionals as well. But um, you could also talk about the weekend. That's always a good one. If people haven't made plans, then, oh, I could go to the shops or I could go to the beach or... Yeah, so maybe some context would be good. That sounds
1: nice. I'm going to have a go now. And my card is German. German. Right, I'm having a quick skim of some of these common errors by German language speakers. Again, there are some spelling mistakes. How about this, Em? Imagine you set me a writing task and I had to describe the last trip where I stayed in a lovely apartment with my friends and we partied all the time. And in this short text, I made a couple of spelling mistakes. For example, I spelt accommodation a and the word interesting, I spelt I-N-T-E-double-R-E-S-T-I-N-G. What would you do?
0: I'd tell you they're wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How would you tell me?
0: I would underline the word... And ask you to check them again.
1: So you underline where i would made the spelling mistakes. Yeah. Would you write any codes like S for spelling?
0: Yeah, that's a good one. But it depends if I was giving it back face to face or if I was sending it back as an email. Maybe I would say there's a couple of spelling mistakes underlined and then ask the student to check in their dictionary or, or just try again. Mm. Because those are notoriously difficult words to spell because they are... Firstly, accommodation, who can remember how many C's, how many M's, how many D's and O's. It's a very hard word. But interesting doesn't give you, again, the amount of R's that you should have. So it's just about remembering, isn't it? I
1: think so. Would you think of an activity, maybe writing the words on the board or maybe playing Hangman?
0: You love Hangman, don't you? It's your favourite game. Yeah, you could <laughs> do that if you wanted to. Um... But I think repetition is important with these words and making it fun is maybe going to help.
1: Go around the room, everybody has to make a sentence using the word interesting and then they all have to write their sentences on the board and you just check that they've spelled the word correctly.
0: That's nice. I think just spelling the words is quite good, just as a group each person does a different letter. You can have loads of fun with that. It sounds so easy, but it's really hard. It's
1: confusing just even to imagine it.
0: Do it with me now. I... Wait, wait, how do you spell interesting? (laughs) I... N... T... E... R... E... S S S... T... I... N... G... Did you enjoy that? Yes. There we go. See? It can be fun.
1: Should we do it with our followers? How? Let's do accommodation. You do the first... Letter, I'll do the second letter, and the follower will do the third letter.
0: We won't hear if it's correct. Oh. Gav.
1: Check in the transcription what? to make sure. What are
0: talking about? Okay, let's just go back to doing it with a lot of people. A. No, stop. <laughs> it's definitely more fun with the bigger groups. If you've got more than three, it's great fun, but even just two, it's, it's good. You can do it as fast as you can and try and set yourself a record.
1: M is spelling really that important? Yes, Gav. It is. And I remember being told very early in my training as a teacher to correct every single little mistake the student makes when they're writing because it's essential there are no errors at all in their writing.
0: Well, it is essential if it's important for their job or they're taking an exam, of course. But if they're sending texts to friends, maybe it's not such a big deal. But I think it's important and I always highlight straight away because if you don't, like any mistake, then the student will think it's correct. Gab, next card is Arabic. Again, there are lots of spelling errors here.
1: What kind of errors are there, M?
0: Extra letters sometimes. E on the end or sometimes the E is missing, like with before without the E on the end. And with, with an extra E at the end.
1: Oh, that's confusing.
0: I'm introducing myself, Gav. First lesson, you're the teacher. I'm the student. I say hello. My name is Em. Hi, Em. I am working as a manager for a popular cloth company. When I go to job, I have lots of customers.
1: It's very nice to meet you, but can I just check a couple of words? Did you say a clothing company or a cloth company?
0: Oh, um, like t-shirts and jeans and and jackets.
1: That sounds like a clothing company to me.
0: Oh, is there a word like cloth?
1: Cloth is the material that your clothing is made from. It's more basic, raw material. Or you can say clothes shop.
0: Oh, Okay, thank you. I'm a manager for a popular clothes shop. Or I'm a manager for a popular clothing company.
1: And you said when you go to... Job. Job. When I go to job. A job is something you do, but when you go to... What do you call the place?
0: Office. An
1: office or... Job. Shop, or you can just call this work. Your job is manager, but the place is work. When you go to work...
0: Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you.
1: Can you give me that sentence again, please, student M?
0: I, (laughs) I am working as a manager in a popular clothing company. When I go to work, I have lots of customers.
1: That's a very good example, M.
0: Okay. So it's good to correct and then... Check by asking the student to repeat it mm. it's quite a challenge to remember what you've said, though, after you've also talked about it for quite a long time, I think you kind of forget what the student said and
1: but that's okay to reformulate. they don't have to say the same thing every time
0: no, so long as they don't make a mistake, the next time they say something similar mm. but this is such an important thing to get right. the introduction, the first thing you say to people, and often it's difficult because it's one of the first lessons and all you're doing is saying, stop, that's wrong. Mm. But I think they understand as well. It's got to be a good sentence and a good first impression. But
1: did you notice
0: that I didn't interrupt you? I did, and that's really good. So what the content is important, and maybe you could ask what the shop is called before you correct it, just to show a bit of interest. I don't know. But
1: But don't let it go too far, because maybe the students will think that they haven't made any mistakes at all.
0: Yeah, and that first lesson is crucial for the trust because as much as students want to talk, they want to know they're speaking correctly and if you don't correct them, they'll just keep going, thinking, yeah, I'm good at English and not be aware of the mistakes they're making.
1: And also, when they make mistakes and use the wrong words, clarify when those incorrect words could be used, in which context, so the students got even more info.
0: Yeah, okay, so you could give me an example of... Job, perhaps, so I like my job, or my job is very difficult. So then there's more context to when to use job rather than work Mm -hmm. for the place.
1: That's it, because they're tricky job and work.
0: They are very tricky.
1: Spanish is the next card. Let me have a quick look. Again, more spelling mistakes. And Teacher M, I want to tell you about some furniture in my home. Okay. And the reason is I buy a new bed because the old bed was very old.
0: Um, Are you talking about today, yesterday, when? When did you buy the bed?
1: I buy the bed last week.
0: Past, past. What's the past of buy? Bide? No, irregular, tricky one. Bided? (laughs) Okay, no, sorry. I'm not laughing at you. (laughs) Okay. Um, Bought. Bought a bed.
1: I bought a new bed.
0: Uh Aha. What kind of bed did you buy?
1: I bought a very comfortable bed.
0: That's important.
1: It's a double bed. Okay. And it has a topper.
0: A topper? (laughs) What's a topper? Like
1: the surface... Lay a fabric covering
0: on it. Oh, to make it extra comfortable. Yes. That's perfect. Thank you. So, I think re- irregular past verbs are always tricky. If the student doesn't know, tell them. Yeah. And I think you probably did know, Gav, you were just making them up. But the students do that. They do guess. And sometimes it is kind of funny, the ones they guess. And it does sound wrong. So...
1: I encourage my students to guess and I definitely don't laugh at them
0: when they get it wrong. No, I shouldn't laugh. I'm sorry, it's because it was you. But (laughs) it isn't easy again, this, that thing where if you guess and they get it wrong, it's like, oh no, this isn't the right thing. So what do I do now? But yeah, I think you have to really just keep reminding them all the time about past verbs. Because it doesn't matter how many times you say, is it by... They'll use the present for a really long time before they get into the habit of using past and they will say bide and it it just keeps happening again and again and you have to just keep repeating, correcting again and again and it gets boring for everyone, but you just hope eventually they'll stop making the mistake.
1: And it's the irregular verbs that do cause a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. But I have a little exercise, m Past of catch. caught; Past of think. Thought. Past of teach. Taught. Passed by? Bought. Oh, I'm sure you were going to say bide.
0: So you do it as a kind of similar sounding past words so that they put those words together in a group? I think so. I... I think... Wait a minute. Bought, caught, taught, thought. Mm, could work. I think you have to try as many things as possible just to get them to remember. There's such common words as well. And I get bored of hearing them always in the present or just mumbled a lot of the time because the students don't remember
1: them oh again it's a lot of repetition and it's okay to interrupt the conversation interrupt the task and just do a mini exercise and then get back on to what yeah, you were doing
0: not even a mini exercise just quickly say the past 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 every time it's wrong just past past And then it's literally corrected, move on. You don't even have to stop. I think that one, you don't have to get into it too much personally.
1: Okay, you might have a bell, a whistle, a clicker, something to remind the student, or little symbols, little hand gestures. Use the past.
0: (laughs) Use the past, Luke. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly right. Last card is Japanese. And... So I'm a student, Gav, and I'm telling you, welcome to Japan. It's nice to have you as a new teacher, and I wish you will enjoy your stay here.
1: You hope I will enjoy my stay.
0: Oh, what's the difference? (laughs) Good luck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I might wish you a happy birthday, wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish upon a star.
0: I know that one. That's Disney.
1: Mm. But hope is when I want something good or positive to happen in the future.
0: But the same. I wish wish is in the future and it's good in the future. And I want it in the future.
1: But these are imagined things, wishes. Oh. You need fairy dust. Oh. You need sparkles.
0: (laughs) Okay.
1: So maybe it's the possibility is higher with our hopes. Maybe it's context, Em. You hope something will happen in the future. I hope you pass your exams. I hope you enjoy yourself in our country.
0: So it's more realistic if you hope for something and wish is more like fantasy. I wish I had a a yacht in the Hawaiian Islands.
1: That sounds good too.
0: But if I work hard, I hope to have a boat in Liverpool.
1: Mm. What I might do is move to a more hypothetical lesson if we needed to say, I wish I hadn't done that. I Mm. wish we could do this.
0: I wish you wouldn't do that. So you would go into a wish lesson and really emphasize all those different uses of wish
1: that could be useful we'll get some examples up because essentially hope and wish have the same meaning
0: similar they are close but it might help to give a full lesson on wish and then you can explain why it's not hope because these are not really what we use for normal everyday conversations is it it's always i hope you feel better soon or i hope to see you at the conference it's just hope isn't it It's more
1: likely it's more possible
0: i'm not gonna say i wish you a good trip because that's just really formal version of hope but then it gets really confusing anyway (laughs) so those are our examples Gav. and i hope it was useful everybody i had a good time talking to you and i feel like i've done a bit of work
1: I hope our followers are not even more confused than when they started this episode. I hope. (laughs) Not wish. Yeah, okay.
0: So if you're teaching speakers of these languages English, these are the things to look out for. These are the things to correct. These are the things that will be happening a lot in your lessons and you will hear them and become familiar with them. Expect
1: them. You're going to anticipate them. They're going to be there... Throughout the students' writing and speaking.
0: And that's the fun of TEFL, isn't it, Gav? You get to know the little idiosyncrasies of each language, like the back of your hand. Em, we're going to transition now onto the last
1: part of the show. Do you remember what it's called?
0: Of course I remember. One, two, three.
1: Learn, Learn a word. word. And this time we are going to look at Suffixes. Right. Did you know, according to Megan Lowen, who did some research, 20 suffixes in English account for 93% of all suffix occurrences, M. No, I didn't know that, Gav. Isn't that extraordinary? Let's have a quick look at them. I'm going to tell you the suffix. You're going to give me a good example of it. All right. The first one, and the most common one, is ES.
0: Like... Matches Benches It's taking me a long time considering it's probably one of the most common ones.
1: You hit on it immediately, they are the plural words, and they make up a whole thirty-one percent of all Suffolk's occurrences in English.
0: What? Sandwiches, watches, wishes. (laughs) Let's not get into wishes again. (laughs) And the second one
1: is E D.
0: That's past. Lots of past. Walked. Played. Cycled. Decided. Climbed. Invented. Yeah, that's easy. But you can see how many... Well, that's a lot, isn't it? A big chunk.
1: It makes up 20% of all suffixes.
0: But plurals are more than past tenses. That's interesting. Wow.
1: There are definitely more nouns in English than there are past simple regular verbs. Good point. That's true. Our third suffix M is ING.
0: Continuous, so any verb in the continuous would be playing, swimming,
1: singing, wishing,
0: hoping, okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And ing makes up a still very impressive 14%. Yeah,
0: they're not just, sorry to say, they're not just ing verbs, are they? They're gerunds, verbs that become nouns. Also, is another big aspect of English.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Let's have a look at number four, LY.
0: Adverbs. So that's things like carefully, quietly, confidently. Those are all LY.
1: Mm hmm. 7%. And number five, ER.
0: ER is making nouns like teacher, player, watcher, mover, shaker.
1: Very good. 4%. And as you said, typically making a verb a noun. Number six is t-i-o-n.
0: Shun. Shun. So to make nouns like information, preparation, activation, lots of those.
1: And that's a measly 2% M.
0: Really? I can think of so many with shun. I know,
1: so disappointing. Portion.
0: (laughs) Portion. That's... (laughs) Not portion, but portion. I like a lot of chips.
1: Very good. Suffix number seven is A-B-L-E. Able. And I-B-L-E.
0: So, it's making adjectives possible, capable.
1: Digestible.
0: Okay, random words. That's good.
1: Number eight is al. A-L or
0: I-A-L. Um, this would be crucial or... Critical. Similar meaning, yes. Or, can you tell we haven't planned any of this, Gav? Can you tell that we're thinking spontaneously?
1: It sounds very professional to me.
0: Professional.
1: <laughs> ah, good. Number nine is why.
0: Why? Why, why, why? Funny. Oh, not why the question. You mean why the letter why? funny <laughs> hilly smelly yeah making adjectives from
1: other words mhm including nouns and verbs probably our last one is ness ness
0: happiness, happiness.
1: hopefulness
0: carelessness
1: indecisiveness
0: nice Loch Ness Monsterness. No, now you're just
1: being funny, M. Those last three make up something less than one percent. So these words are less common, M, but they're not less important. We still need to teach our students about these suffixes.
0: I would put them all in a big bag of suffixes, and I would play a game where we. Do exactly what we just did, but the student takes one out of the bag and has to make a word or make a sentence with that word with the suffix.
1: That is no end of fun. And you could do the same activity each week and hope that new words come out each time. Mm. Thank you very much to Megan Lowen. I will put a link in the show notes to Megan's article for everybody to take a look. It's very, very good. Thank you, Megan.
0: And suffixes go at the end, Gav, and now we are also at the end of our podcast episode.
1: Maybe next time then we'll do prefixes, now that we've covered the suffixes.
0: Yes, Gav, we've done the endings, we should do the beginnings. So let's start with the beginnings instead of ending with the endings.
1: It's a great way to finish. I mean, begin. I mean, see ya!